Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hey, welcome to the beer show. Hey, hey. Hi, hi, hi. I said, hey. Oh, I said, hey. How long do you think uh, hey, John's, John's going to be a special guest? Forever. I don't know. The, the run of the show? Might as well. Special every day. Don't, wait, sure. don't waste Push's time making the audio clip. It's not worth it. <laughs> you mean John? announcer man? John, have we upset you? Are you leaving us? No. <laughs> I just sang, hey ho. Hey ho. Hey ho. Hey ho's. So, uh, like Tasty's greeting. Hey ho's. You know, we're not going to be able to sit in these really comfortable chairs at the new place. We're getting new, new oh, chairs. Jesus. So, are we going to have couches there? Uh, what was going on? I assumed. We're now now you're scaring me because I assumed that the new chairs would be more comfortable than these. Oh, yeah, these they're probably cheaper. And, and more durable. And they, and they're but now, now I'm thinking, yeah, they're going to be absolutely uh, even worse. So bring your own back like sport. Like a folding <laughs> chair. Uh, yeah, except it'll be like a pipe that you sit on and it goes up your ass and holds you upright. He'll certainly be more alert. There'll probably be wheels on it. Don't don't move the job. (laughs) Right, right. That's yeah. You know, I have one of those gravity free chairs. You know, for lower back. I'm going to bring that, man. Be lounging. (laughs) Yeah, I I think I'll bring a cot. I think I'll bring a a lazy boy. It is like ten more miles for you to drive. That's right. (laughs) But I've got a got a line on a a condo I can rent. Yeah, I got a condo we can rent. Call it the brew cave. <laughs> Tasty's give me that look like. I've I'm thinking how I can work this. Angle. I've actually said something intelligent, and now he, he is wondering. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe I should work that. How he can take too. advantage like, of that? Say like, uh, can I see if it's your house tonight? There you go. Well, we, Scott said we could all sleep at his house. I don't remember saying that. Yeah, you did. I thought I just was talking to you. Ugh. But you are. Yeah, you're all welcome. There's only one guest bedroom though. I'll spoon Jamil if I have to. Oh, yeah, yo, yeah, you will. <laughs> it's only half the night. The other half, you're in trouble. Oh, no. Yeah, then we flip. <laughs> then we flip. You pitch I'll, 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 I'll take the chair. <laughs> With the metal bar of my... There you go. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of Flanders. <laughs> Speaking of bars up your ass. How about that Northern Brewer, our fine sponsor? Hey, <laughs> I'm looking for the segue there. I don't know. I was just you, I was going to throw you a softball. I always do. Right, right. No, I, I'm just Give thinking. Give me a time. I'm, I, I hey, wasn't thinking it was time to go on. but They'll they'll do whatever, whatever you need. Well, they have if, every what you need. They if, have whatever if, you need, if for you, sure. If you feel like you've been screwed somewhere else, oh, yeah. check out northernbrewer.com. They'll, they'll help pull that bar out of your ass. They'll take care of you. They'll, they'll hey, and if you want the, the bar inserted, they'll, they'll be well, sure to use plenty of lube. They'll do whatever it takes. To make you a happy customer, which is really cool because in this day and age, a lot of places you go to, ah, you know, customer service is just lacking. So it's nice to see companies that have, you know, customer service as a as a motto, as a as a, a forethought a forethought in their in their process in the, in their company. 
And uh, they certainly do. And they also have all the ingredients that you need for doing all the beers that we do on these shows. So check it out, northernbrewer.com. If you do end up buying something, uh, make sure you let them know. Type it in the comments section. Tell them how much you appreciate that uh, they've paid for the show for eight years. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, They're loyal, too. So that's that's kind of a nice thing this day and age. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Today we're talking about... Flanders. Flanders. This is Flanders. this is all you, Jamil. I'm just going to sit back and right. listen. I'm just going to drink. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to so drink all this the, show. I got so like forty dollars worth of beer. I'm just going to yes. drink. So I'm pretty much on my own. I'll just I'll, go, I'll be like, wow, thank you very much. Interesting, Jamil. I appreciate appreciate all that. We'll just uh, be over here drinking sour beer. <laughs> I can still taste your homebrew you gave me like eight nine years ago. It was that bad. Huh? It, it was that good. Can't, can't get the taste out of his mouth to this day. <laughs> it's like Jesus. It still stands with me. Stays with me. Yeah, that was your so baby, offensive. man. That was like your 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 life art. It was like in motion. Like was it? It was like this evolving beer. That was actually my first attempt at Flanders Red. It actually turned out pretty darn good. Do you feel like that was your your magnum opus as far as style? No, you just you no. That put Jamil on the the gold category homebrewing. Like who's this guy and what's his style? And everyone like what the hell is Flanders Red? That, that was not Jam- the highest scoring beer I got. I don't mean that particular. I got, I got, you got I a got forty-eight actually, on it, right? I got a, like a forty-eight and forty-nine. Wow. Yeah. Uh, on that one, or no, I got a forty-seven, forty-nine on that one. I got a forty-nine, fifty on cool. Doppelbach in the in Damn. the in the Nationals from Joe Formanek and uh, somebody else in the Nationals. Wow. People that I respect. Wow. That that I hold dear. I'm like you know if That's Joe's impressive. going. It's a fifty-point beer. <laughs> Damn right. You kept that score sheet. Right. Right. Awesome. And all the all the other idiots who didn't think it was yeah I got a medal for that one in the second round I think but wait that uh, that Flanders that scored that high that was your first one yeah 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 wow yeah it's just the was brewing like twice a week that's how it rolls killing it beginner's luck oh yeah absolutely all the rest were like seventeen pointers um, there was see. probably one Flanders in the competition but <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, those were uh, those were some some quality judges as well. And that was actually up at the uh, Reno Reno uh, competition there. All right, so Flanders Red Ale. Yeah, tell me about it. All right, you don't want to read the. Uh, the I took the, notes the and I was right. like, I just want to hear you talk. Aroma, uh, BJCP says uh, complex fruitiness, complementary malt, uh, fruitiness is high, reminiscent of, of uh, black cherries, oranges, plums, red red currants. Some uh, vanilla, chocolate notes, spicy phenols can be present in low amounts for complexity. I think spicy phenols, mm-hmm. a, a detriment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, you really don't want that. Sour acidic aroma ranges from complementary to intense. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if it's too intense, then you're talking vinegar. And uh, the you vinegar won't. levels should be quite low. This is one of the few beers where a little hint of acetic acid is, is acceptable. Uh, but even then, it should be very restrained. You know, hop aroma, uh, diacetyl, diacetyl is, is perceived only in very minor quantities, if at all, as a complementary aroma. A little bit can be a nice kind of, you know, softening of some of the acid, but uh, too frequently it's overwhelming. It's buttery, you know, PDO buttery, uh, deep red burgundy color, hmm. uh, reddish brown, um, uh, like the examples we have in front of us. Yeah, they all look uh, the same. Flavor, intense, intense fruitiness on the flavor. Again, uh, you know, some malt character, some sour acidic character. 
uh, complementary to intense. I mean, it can be balanced. And one of the things, um, the, one of the examples we have is the Rodenbach Grand Cru. The actual Rodenbach is a blended version, and ah. it's got a nice balance between the malty, sweet, and the, the tart sour. Mm. And that's the way I really like it. I love a balance versus this is a little more intense. Right. I like, I like a sour you can drink the, by the pint. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, more and more people are going for these insanely sour beers. Uh, medium body, low to medium carbonation. Uh, some astringency is permissible as well. Uh, like a well-aged red wine, off with a prickly acidity, deceiving light and crisp on the palate, although somewhat sweet finish is not uncommon. Overall impression, a complex, sour, red wine-like Belgian-style ale. Uh, indigenous to West Flanders, Rodenbach, etc., etc. Long aging, blending of young and aged. Uh, ingredients, it has malt. Uh, let's see, uh, 1048 to 1057. Uh, 4.6 to uh, 6.5% ABV. Uh, 10 to 25 IBUs. I don't think the IBUs are quite that high. Uh, SRM 10 to 16. Commercial examples, uh, Rodenbach Classic, which is, again, the blended Rodenbach. This is the Rodenbach Grand Cru. the second one on the list. That's what we have here today. Um, Belgian Brun, uh, Duchess de, de Bourgogneus, uh, <laughs> which we would call the Duchess. Uh, we have that as well. Uh, New Belgium La Folie, which we have as well. Petrosode Brun, Southampton. Uh, Monk's Cafe. I'll tell you that Monk's Cafe can be good or it could be horrible. Just depends on absolutely. It could be vinegar and butter, yeah. like you melted a stick of butter into a glass of vinegar. That's disgusting. Does that just have to do with uh, freshness? <sighs> it has to do with I don't know with what they're packaging that day. Um, I've had some absolutely outstanding versions of it. And I have some absolutely horrible versions of it. So. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that we're trying to get across in this show is you, know, you get these classic examples, you taste them, and sometimes eh, they're not so classic Yeah, for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the fault of the brewer or the fault of the retailer, although it may be both. But, you know, don't be – just because you bought a bottle with a label on it doesn't mean the liquid inside is exactly what it's supposed to be. Oftentimes it is. It's great. It's fantastic. And, and we, you know, revel in that. But sometimes – What's in there is horrible. Don't be fooled thinking that's a great example of the style. There you so, go. There you go. They vary. They vary. They vary what? I see them vary within, like, you buy two bottles off the same shelf at the same uh, time. Yeah. have the same dates on them. Obviously, they're probably mm-hmm. the same batch of beer from the same brewery, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they can be completely different. Right. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. All right. So here's what we can do. We're going to take a short break. When we come back... We'll have uh, tasted and thought about our uh, classic examples, and we'll have uh, some feedback right after this. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh, no, the... 
the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the home brewer. Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My daughter, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creatures and the <laughs> Yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Glickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. The biggest innovation in brewer's yeast in 125 years is here. Yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. See it for yourself at NHC in Grand Rapids. White Labs. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. 
I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Williams Brewing announces their first customer recipe issue since 1991. This free 64-page catalog includes 27 of the best home brewing recipes submitted by their regular customers. Best of all, this paper-only catalog is free for the asking. Just go to williamsbrewing.com and click on the free customer recipe issue link. This offer expires October 18th. While you are on the site, check out some of the latest exclusives like the Williams Oatmeal Stout Malt Extract, the Big Oxygen System, and they even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enjoy their famous customer service. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right. Uh, during the break, we talked about uh, alcohol. Hockey. We talked about uh, alcohol. We talked about the squirts and how uh, alcohol will kill you. Works. <laughs> I just got a text from my buddy that uh, Stone Brewery had to be evacuated. Oh, yes, for the fire! All the fires yeah. yesterday. Yes, they're back. They're oh, they're back. back? Okay, oh, yes. they're back Woo. today. This laptop call. puts out really hot air on my my beer samples. No, I that's just me. It's so warm. Yeah. Yeah, smells a little farty too. No, they uh, they had to evacuate and uh, but they're back in today. I uh, was texting Mitch and said uh, I see more smoke beers in Stone's future. <laughs> didn't I'm going down. Hope the going, silo didn't get smoky, huh? I'm going down uh, Monday, Tuesday. We're brewing uh, the Heretic uh, oh. Beechwood Stone collaboration. Oh, you're beer. on the brew deck down there. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh Very yeah. Good. And I assume that means. As much hard work as I put in up here, which is probably less, just even less. It's hard to imagine. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's hard to imagine. <laughs> yes, well, that's what collaboration beers are. That's why, right, that's right. why I do them. I, I, you know, it's it work. Labor. I do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah no, I'm enjoying the collaboration beer thing. Yeah. It's kind of like just standing around watching other people brew. That's awesome. <laughs> I made Drinking. it. It's an excuse. I always tell the wife. It's like, ah, you know, I got to be there for the collaboration brew. And then I just drink all the beer they have for free. Sometimes Eventually somebody some comes food. into the tasting room, tells you it's done. Right. You have cheers. And I'm like, great. That's it. Hard work. Thanks, everybody. And then I'm out of there. Sit so I expect the same thing on, at Stone. I'm sure that... Uh, Any people should come down and watch me drink. Oh, yeah, they could do that. I'll probably eat. What they day are you going to nice do that, by the, what, day, what day is that? Tuesday, the 20th. Tuesday, next Tuesday. This Tuesday. I see. Yeah. There you go. Uh, okay. There you are. You, you, so tasty. Tasty looks like he's going to be there Tuesday. <laughs> no, no, I was thinking he's about something man. you could take down there, but never mind. <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh, 
anything I can order from Adam and Eve? <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to have uh, Mitch try a beer or something from up here. So. Oh, there you go. Hmm. Uh, Are you so flying this thing? time? You're flying that. Fly- oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's no, Stone's covering. Uh, oh, expenses. what? Oh, yeah. They do it right. I it's didn't not, get any expenses when I went over to Heretic. Yeah, it's not like some freaking Heretic thing where you pay your own gas and, Fuck like, yeah, you know. that's bullshit. Right, right. I didn't know about this. Yeah. I'm, I'm done with that. I'm, well, I'm going right, to negotiate right. my collaboration yeah, contract. Stone, they, they're just like, look, here's some money. Uh, that should cover yeah, your expenses. Yeah, they're like they're writing my star and they're not paying me any money for you. I, I don't know about this collaboration <laughs> thing. Huh. Yeah, Stone's awesome. Yeah. But we already knew that. All right. Uh, what about these beers? Which, which of these beers do you feel is awesome there, uh, Scotty? Well, I think I made a mistake by uh, drinking the uh, La Folie first because uh, it is intense. Ooh. Especially mm-hmm. after, you know, we uh, the uh, the last show we did, we were drinking kind of the, the lighter beers, the Dunkel, and uh, then moving on to the, the La Folie as the first beer. It's, it just blew my palate away. What's intense about? Well, it's uh, intense cherry tart. And it actually, it got a, weirdly, it got a little less intense after I tried the other two, the Duchess and the, uh, the Rodenbach. I went back to it and it was still, it's still by far the most intense of the three, but I got more like a fruit candy out of it when I went back to it. Sour, sour patch kid. Yeah, thing. exactly. Exactly. But it, it is intense tart <coughs> cherry and it, the, the, the tart is so intense that it's hard to pick up many other characteristics from yeah. it, uh, other than just kind of that cherry candy. Uh, the, uh, the Duchess tastes very buttery to me, mm-hmm. so I'm assuming I'm picking up an off flavor that you are Fast all one. as well. Oh, acceptable in small amounts is what the style guy. Our our little boy is growing up. He, he really is. is. He's nailing it. He's nailing it. Well, it's acceptable, but this is too much though, Tasty. Right? This mm-hmm. is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, it would be a, a too much, especially in the aroma. Uh, yeah, and then oh, the, yeah. and the Smell flavor it. is hidden pretty well because there's so much other stuff going on. But, but the nose, yeah, in the aroma, like, it's really there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then the Rodenbach, uh, it kind of tasted almost like a blend of the two to me, minus the butter. So, it, because the, the Rodenbach has uh, a lot of su- uh, sweet notes, which I normally don't think of Rodenbach in that way, but up against the La Folie, it tastes like sugar. Um, and it was kind of a, a mix of the two. Nice. Very good. Well, well put. All right. So, do you guys even need to speak now, or did I just? Did I, I agree with you. everything. You said. Yeah. Any questions from the chat? I think we have a few other things we can throw in there, John. Throw throw a few other things in there. Well, I, my favorite is Rodenbach. Uh, I thought it was the most balanced, had the mo- most malt character. I mm-hmm. think the key to the beer is having maltiness still be present. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to have a backbone to it. And, and I also not, thought and not just sweetness, not like a candy sweetness, but drinkability like maltiness. Like I had uh, I had some uh, Cascade Sour. Hmm. It was like dissolved hard candy and lactic acid. Ugh. And I know people love it, but for me, it, it just didn't work. It hmm. seemed uh, kind of artificial. The thing about the Rodenbach that you're pointing out is it's a malty sweetness, and it's uh, you know it's backed by malt character as well. Hmm. It's not just like a sweet. It's it's a you know bready, full, malty, caramel, sweet. You know, balance with the sour, right? Right. Um, and I know in the style guidelines they talk about like a wine-like character. I don't know if I 100 percent agree with that, but I would kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. relate to like a, a wine spritzer, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, when you blend like a rosé with like a carbonated water, mm-hmm. you kind of get a sweetness but a brightness. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, maybe that's what they're talking about. But mm-hmm. to me, I think the Rodenbach has that 
you get the maltiness across the palate, and then the edge of your palate and the edge of your cheeks, you get this puckering a little bit. And it yeah, just kind of finishes dry. The wine like is more the tannic oak okay. kind of uh, thing that they are referring to, along with some maybe some cherry character. And so, gotcha. I think they're relating that maybe to wine like. Okay. So your favorite was the yeah, Runbach, and yeah. then um, I'd go Lawfully. I can't stand the the, the fast just, little stuff right, that just right, kills right. it for me. Tasty. Uh, yeah, the tastiest one was the Rodenbach, uh, by far. Uh, although you know the the Duchess uh, has a lot more a lot more character, which uh, which to me is. Uh, I can't discount that. It's just that the, the diacetyl, uh, which I get in the aroma, and I, I'm sure then, of course, I'm getting it in the flavor. It's just that there's there's uh, it's, just high, it's hidden for me. I don't have that. Maybe I'm not that sensitive to the to the flavor of, of diacetyl. Although I think it's pretty well hidden uh, based on the like you know maybe by this the pH of this beer. Uh, so I mean, I want to go over to the Rodenbach and you know drink them side by side. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice and you know lightly sour. It's got a nice brown, brown uh, beer character. Uh, easy to drink. Very little pushback. The Duchess, you know, has a little bit, a little bit harder to get down. Uh, probably because there's something in there I don't like the flavor of. That, that could be the diacetyl or whatever. Uh, the uh, La Folie. Um, so you can't go down on the Duchess. I can't go down on her. Go down on the on the Roden's uh, Bach though. The uh, the La Folie uh, is just uh, doesn't have enough brown character. It's more like just a sour, hoppy beer or something like that. To me, it needs mm. more, more of that that little that uh, traces more traces of like brown malt uh, mm. uh, leftover character kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. the Rodenbach clearly has. Interesting. Um, yeah, for me, the Rodenbach by far worlds better than the other two. Um, that's a good solid Rodenbach there, and again, that's the Grand Cru, which is a little tartar, more tart and sour than the regular Rodenbach, which is a blend of this beer and their unsoured beer. And you, when you have the the other one, it's a great balance. I prefer and it's just, the other one. I too. mean, you, you you can have you know a pint of that easy. You, you yeah. slam down a big bottle, yeah, no I problem. Because it, well. it has more brown malt. It has more uh, brown beer little, Yeah, a little more, a little more, uh, you know, malt sweetness. Yeah. Uh, balanced with that that tartness, uh, yeah. The the Grand Cru is still great. Um, it's just uh, a little more acidic. You need, I think, you, you know, this this beer goes well with like a goat cheese or something like that, where you get some fat to kind of balance the acid. And it's just and it's just fantastic that way. Um, yeah, the Duchess that is just nasty. Uh, it's 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 almost slimy with diacetyl. And yeah, the only thing that balances it is the vinegar. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's vinegar and diacetyl, and it's you know things that shouldn't be in there. It's it's balanced, and it's not as offensive as a lot of other ones, uh, you know. And it interestingly, it has a balance, but it's too much butter. It's too much vinegar. That's uh, it really shouldn't be. And um, I was looking at the bottle, but they don't. It doesn't say saccharin on that one. Uh, but there are other beers out there, other Flanders Red. They'll have saccharin, aspartame. Mm. So the Duchess is part of the sweetness is the diacetyl. Part of the sweetness is you know unfermented uh, malt sugars, things like that. But others, what they do is they add uh, artificial sugar because it won't ferment. So they add in saccharin, aspartame, all these artificial sweeteners to sweeten it back against the acid. 
And that's just cheating, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And, they, and you can taste it. When I taste a beer like that, almost always I can pick out, oh, is there aspartame in this? Is there saccharin in this? And you can, you know, that artificial sweetener taste. Um, but none of these three appear to have it. Uh, the La Folie, <laughs> as harsh it is, as it is, back in the day when they first came out with La Folie, it was actually really good. And then they changed what they were doing, and it became horrible and undrinkable to me. And I could not. It was vinegar and acetone, and it was just nasty. And uh, now it's actually, I think this is one of the better Lafalies that I've had recently. This is actually pretty good. Um, but it is kind of harsh. It's got a lot of aspirin character to it. You know, it's kind of like a, you know, if you have those uncoated bare aspirin put on your tongue, that kind of character. Yeah, yeah, chalky. A chalky, acidy, mm-hmm. kind of minerally, kind of. Mm-hmm. And I get that from a lot of, uh, you know, the lambic fermentations that I've done. Every once in a while, you get one that's just like, it's at, like chewing on a baby aspirin. It's like, mm-hmm. what? Uh, mm-hmm. So I get a lot of that. And then uh, there's a lot of oak in there. I think that's adding a lot of dryness. And so, you know, the balance on this is much more firmly acidic and you know the the modern drinker who wants the american sour um this is a better american sour if if you believe in the american sour thing um this is a far far better american sour than a lot of these other ones Mm -hmm. was full of acetone and vinegar this has neither acetone nor vinegar it is pretty darn acidic and biting but at least it doesn't have acetone and, and vinegar. So for that reason, I think it's actually pretty decent. I would put that as number two. And, of course, uh, the Rodenbach is my number one. Hmm. But would you, uh, the La Folie, would you say it's a good example of a Flanders Red or better example of American Sour? Uh, that's a good question. I think as American Sour, I, I do like it that way. I just, what I'm looking for mm-hmm. as a red is that, that malt character. That I'm, I'm not yeah, more American Sour. So yeah. did it end up on the, the style guide as a classic example back when it was the, the first incarnation of it that, that you liked, Jay-Z? Yeah, I think maybe. Did it and remind you more of a Flanders there's back just, then? There's just so many. Uh, originally, yes. Because the uh, the brewer came from Rodenbach, which, which helped. But those initial ones, yes. And then, no. And then... Now it's American sour, I think. Um, you know, it needs a little bit of you know malt back sweetening to kind of you know balance out more as a as a as a Flanders red. Mm-hmm. I think it's just too dry, harsh. It's more yeah. lambic with uh, you know some dark malt characters. More for coloring, anything. Yeah, 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 I'm not really getting anything. You know, a little bit of caramel malt I think would help a lot with this, and then kind of tone down that aspirin kind of character. I think they'd really, you know, then they they nail it. But again, you know, they're not necessarily trying to nail a no. Flanders Red. They're just trying to make a, you know, a great sour beer. Sure. And so, like I say, you know, with the American sour craze and people wanting something more harshly sour, I think that that you know probably kicks ass. I think it would. What about uh, what about diacetyl? Like, because the, the the guide mm-hmm. says that a little bit is acceptable, right? Mm-hmm. So, does that mean that's something you should go for, or if it's there, no. it's okay? I'd go for the, if it's there, it's okay. 
because it just gets out of hand too easily. So why is a little bit even acceptable then? Uh, you know, because of some of the bugs that, you know, are present, you know, the PDO and things like that. And then I think, you know, people had some crappy examples. And so they, you know, they, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, buttery, buttery. That's okay. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's the thing we were talking in the previous show. It's like, they get these examples and they're like, oh, oh yeah, 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 that, sh- that should be in there. I taste that so that it should be in there. It's like, well. Maybe it shouldn't. Maybe you ought to go there and live there for a year next to the brewery, drinking it every day, and then you tell me if it should be in there. So, it's it's a difficult thing to do these these style guides. You know, you're trying to capture, uh, and you know, uh, pretty much uh, an agricultural organic product that's changing. You know, throughout the year and throughout the you know the decades, and you know, and then you know different people's perceptions of what that tastes like and you know so many different things so you're you know it's it's a fleeting thing that you're trying to capture it's like you know so i can bitch about it but <laughs> i don't think i don't think we can really complain that much all right let's take a short break when we come back we'll uh, uh go over a recipe for flanders red and uh tips for brewing a great flanders red and God knows what else. Back after this. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and Bruin brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Marquis, stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! 
The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine is the new go-to source for home brewing enthusiasts and anyone passionate about craft beer. Each new issue is full of inspiration, recipes, and techniques for home brewing, cooking and pairing food with beer, and features from craft brewers and the world of craft beer. More than 120 full-color pages of content, quarterly releases, and annual specials. Get practical advice from brewing experts, equipment reviews, great interviews, and much much more. There's a new craft beer magazine available right now. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine on newsstands now. Visit www.beerandbrewing.com. Subscribe now and get your limited edition bottle opener free today. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine, the new word in craft beer and brewing. Nearly 15 years, homebrewers have been served by one place in Michigan where you can buy yourself a serial killer grain mill. Adventures in homebrewing. Did you try all those great Michigan beers at the National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego or Seattle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Did you see a great false bottom in your buddy's cooler or brew kettle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered that. And did you see that great custom-built brew stand? Yep, Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Since 1999, Adventures in homebrewing in Taylor, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and online at homebrewing.org has been serving homebrewers across the globe. Check out their innovative 2.5-gallon keg with metal handles, great homebrew kits, and the fully adjustable Serial Killer Grain Mill. Visit them in Philly for the 2013 National Homebrewers Conference. Not going to make it? Check out all the fun of adventures in homebrewing at homebrewing.org. For a limited time, coupon code BNETWORK will slam 10% off your order. Bam! Adventures in homebrewing. Join the adventure at the Great Lakes Home for homebrewing supplies online at homebrewing.org. And don't forget coupon code BNETWORK for a limited time. Join the adventure today. Now back to Jamil, Tasty and Blise. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. Yes, we are. <laughs> Getting our sour on. Getting our sour on. I'll tell you, if you enjoy... Uh, Great sour beers like this one. One one of the places you can learn about beer styles is uh, America's oldest brewing school, Seabell Institute in Chicago. Uh, and one of the cool things is if you go there for classes, they have online classes and they have uh, uh, you know in person campus based classes. If you go there for the campus based classes, Chicago is a great beer town. Yeah, it's a great beer town. It's a great city. Yeah. There's a lot of shooting going on, but I tell you, there's great food and great beer there. So you can actually spend a few weeks there enjoying beer and food and and learn quite a bit about uh, about uh, things like advanced homebrewing, craft distilling, uh, beer styles. Uh, you know a lot of a lot of great uh, information that they have. They've got great instructors, uh, friends of ours uh, like Ray Daniels uh, teaches there, Randy Mosier. They all uh, 
do lots of <laughs> lots of good stuff there. So uh, they even have a international brewing thing where they you do part of the class there and then part of the class internationally. Uh, pretty cool. So check them out. SiegelInstitute.com. Cool. All right. So we're talking about uh, sour beers. We're talking about uh, the Flanders Red. And let me pull from the Bible here. Let's see here on the uh, the Flanders Red. Uh, I always shot for the higher end of the uh, the range. I always shot for the uh, uh, OG, like around uh, 1057, 14 Plato. Was that because you were going to introduce bacteria later? Right, because I wanted it to balance out at the end. A lot of times what they do is, you know, they'll make a sour beer, they'll make a non-sour beer, they blend it, pasteurize it, and that way, you know, they get the, the balancing. The Rodenbach, that's, uh, you know, probably blended between fermenters, but they're, that's all soured beer, but it's still got some sweetness. And for me, you know, getting a higher ABV, uh, higher starting gravity, uh, the alcohol helps kind of suppress the final, you know, souring level. So it was shot higher. So mine's, you know, like a six and a half percent. And then, uh, I used, um, uh, you know, a bunch of, uh, let's see here, Pilsner malt, uh, Munich malt, uh, wheat malt. Uh, I do like, uh, you know, uh, an equal amount of Pilsner in Vienna and then some wheat malt, uh, some Munich malt, mash 154, do a 90-minute boil for DMS. Uh, I'd throw in some aromatic, you know, maybe about 5% or a little less. Uh, Munich, some special B. Uh, add some caramel character, which uh, tends to survive a, at least a little bit in the sour beers. It'll dry out as well, but you get some caramel character, which adds some, some balancing sweetness. Okay. So uh, I'd use about equal amounts of that. Uh, for I've used uh, for hopping, I'd use something uh, you know fairly mellow. I'd use like Kent Goldings or something like that, a lower ABV, uh, a, a alpha acid uh, hops, and uh, shoot for around 15, 16 uh, IBU using Rager. And then uh, I'd ferment with the uh, the Rosalaire blend uh, you have to uh, use from, from Weiss, which I think is just fantastic. Weiss is a good sour blend as well, but... I think the Rosalair blend from Y East is, it's the tits. Get you there. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. But you're doing a uh, some first fermentation, cubes. right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, you could do it either way. I've, I've tried it, you know, multiple ways. Um, the Rosalair blend, it's got a, a sherry floor. It's got uh, a Belgian ale strain. It's got uh, three strains of Brett, and it's got uh, pedo and lacto in it. Oh, wow. So I, th- I think if you get a fresh pack of that, you just throw it in. You throw it in. I think you're you're good. And you no you starter get requirement. something. Um, yeah, you can do a starter or you know put enough packs. Uh, if you if you if you're not getting a fresh pack, you know if it's reasonably fresh, you know I would I would probably do a starter. Get the ale yeast to cranking again. Okay. Um, if uh, if it's not, then. You know, the ale yeast, I think, dies off in the pack more rapidly uh, sometimes. And, uh, you know, you might start with, like, a Cal Ale yeast or something like that. That's the other thing I've done. I've, I've pitched Cal Ale yeast, let that go to, to finish, and then throw in Rose Lair Blend. And uh, then you don't get quite as much souring as well. Okay. So uh, you can do it either way. I've done it both ways. The miscreant that we serve at Heretic, 
That's Rose Lair Blend from the very beginning. Wow. Okay. And how long is that aged in oak? Uh, 18 months in Cabernet barrels. Nice. Two and a half years overall. Huh. So do you going to get any um, wine contributions? A uh, little, little, little bit. Maybe color, probably. And there's, some, there's some oak character to it, huh. some vanilla and uh, cool. oak. Sounds perfect, very nice. actually. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah, it's a very nice beer. But again, it's it's got a balance. It's very well balanced between the malty and the and the tart. Um, not nearly as sour. Um, if you want it more sour, I think you know you need you know that that can be tricky. Okay, can be tricky. So you have a high mash temp, and yep. then you're having a fair amount of crystal malts for residual sugar. Mm-hmm. Just because a lot of those chains of sugars will be eaten during the aging process with the Roselaire strains, the bacteria. Right. Now, is there any trick to the pellicle management? I know this can be not really. Can you hurt the pellicle ever if you're sampling it? The oxygen getting in there. Do you want um, oxygen getting in there to help you want it? To be careful about disturbing the pellicle too much. Pellicle forms by the Brett in response to uh, oxygen being present. So if you don't have any oxygen present, you know if a Brett if if a pellicle doesn't form, you're like, oh, what's wrong? It's like there may be no oxygen leaking in there, and so no no pellicle forms. Okay. It's only when there's oxygen. If you have like this huge pellicle that forms immediately, maybe too much oxygen. Hmm. So what I always did, uh, once I, once I figured it all out, I just, I would brew my beer in uh, the six and a half gallon carboys. I'd pitch the Roselair blend or the Calais yeast, and then the Roselair blend, and I would let the primary fermentation go. When you pitch the Roselair blend into you know the standard carboy. It'll ferment like a regular beer. Not that active, but it'll ferment. And then you get this pile of yeast at the bottom. At that point, you rack that off into a smaller carboy, into a five-gallon carboy. And you fill it up to the neck. And the neck is nice and narrow, right? Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, so you're not exposing it to a lot of oxygen. And then you put on like a, a crappy-ass red or yellow plastic, orange plastic, uh, rubbery carboy cap mm-hmm. and that leaky ass thing uh Literally. lets a lot of oxygen in you know not too much but just enough and so you get some development of that gotcha if you get too much oxygen in if you if you have a much broader surface area you're not filling it up to the neck you're filling it to the barrel of the carboy like a six gallon carboy six and a half gallon carboy and you're got a sloppy cap on there you can get quite a bit of oxygen in there, and the right kind of temperature and, and enough oxygen, Brett will produce acetic acid. It'll produce vinegar. You get vinegar, and you'll get acetone. With heat and oxygen, you'll get vinegar and acetone in that thing. And really kind of ruins the beer. So that's why I always went to the smaller neck, you know, and limited the exposure of oxygen. Right. And what was the time frame in that carboy? Uh, you know, at that point, generally about a year in the carboy. Hmm. And then I'd, I'd throw in, uh, you know, quarter ounce, half ounce, up to an ounce of uh, French oak cubes. Okay. And let those kind of, you know, extract a little bit of oak character in there. Okay. You know, an ounce and, and five gallons, it, you know, it extracts for a while, but it's not insanely high. Right. Very cool. Now, do you go by taste once you're done, once you see that pellicle drop and you're kind of like, it's been a year? Do you go another month? Yeah, you know, the pellicle can can sit up there. It can float for quite a while. Um, Do you rack you know, pre-pellicle drop? Uh, you know, you don't, yeah. I mean, you don't even need to necessarily have a drop. Sometimes it, if it's undisturbed, it'll stay up there. 
okay. it floats based off of you know gas formation and stuff like that, just like any yeast forming a croissant. Okay. But um, you know, once that activity has died down, if you kind of you know disturb things, if there's vibrations, it'll it'll sink to the bottom. Okay, uh, but it can stay up there still uh, for quite a while. So you can't necessarily use that as a mm. as an accurate guide. But you're going by taste before you bottle it. Right, right, right. So you take uh, you take some thief samples and uh, you know see what it tastes like. You okay. know it'll progress. You you gotta have patience. Yeah. You know it it takes time. Now, um, how long can you age that beer in a bottle? What's the oldest Flanders you've had around in your house? You know it depends on how much oxygen is getting in after the fact and what temperature. You don't want uh, staling, and that's why you don't want too much oxygen. That's why you don't want to disturb the the pellicle too much, like you were asking before about. You know. Uh, you know, do you want more oxygen, stuff like that? If you're constantly, you know, churning it up, adding more oxygen, you're going to get more staling. I mean, Brett will protect the beer from oxygen to some extent, hmm. but um, if you get too much in there and too high heat, you're going to get staling as well. And then that just ruins the flavor. You, then you're getting those weird caramel, you're getting kind of that stale kind of uh, malt character. And can Brett contribute a diacetyl flavor? Um, I imagine it could because uh, just about any yeast can produce uh, diacetyl. Okay. Right? Uh, so like that? It's a yeast. The douches. Douches. <laughs> douches. The, the, the douche beer? The douche the beer. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that might be from, from that or it might be from uh, PDO. PDO will produce bread as well. Ah. So you okay. can get that buttery from there as, as well. And PDO is a bacteria. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Fascinating. A lot going on in this beer. <laughs> well, it's a it's a complex style, and I think my thing was, you know, when I first approached it, it was like, oh no, 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 that's extremely hard to do. You you know, you can't do that as a you know, that's you're not going to make a great one as a home brewer. It takes you know, giant forters. It takes uh, you know, Belgian people. It takes uh, you know. All that stuff. 200 years of art. 200 years of art. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm like, well, you know, I've got to brew an award-winning style, uh, award-winning example of every style in the BJCP style guide. So I was just like, well, here we go. You know, strap on. I got to do this. You know, one way or another, I got to make it happen. I, I kept looking for, you know, a way to, uh, you know, do it right and make make a great example and so without all that other stuff it you know it had to be possible and sure enough it was so just like uh, steve piotz he came up with a very simplified way of making lambic or you know pseudo lambic as people like to say using malt extract and you know bucket in his kitchen hmm. and uh, that's in the book as well and, and steve's also written some articles you know explaining how to make a a lambic pretty simply you know, I felt the same thing on the uh, on the on the uh, Flanders Red. You know, uh, there's other people that you know made it more complex with oxygen calculations and things like that. I think you don't have to do that. You you know, it's it it's much simpler than you think. Um, you know, you get a good blend like the Roselaire blend. Get a good work together that has some you know a lot of residual maltiness. If if you look at the recipe, it's got a lot of residual malt character. You know, a lot of residual caramel character. And then you ferment that thing out under controlled conditions and, you know, be patient. And it'll actually turn out really good. 
Nice. I mean, it's not that hard. Um, you know, it's. I think it's Patience. when people start to do too many weird things yeah. and trying to do too special a thing to it that they screw it up and it, it doesn't turn out that good. The homebrewer's curse. I'm going to add this. There you go. No. The homebrewer's... Uh, Don't do it. Uh, STD. You got it. <laughs> Speaking of STDs, let's take a short break. And when we come back, we will all reveal what STD we got this last week. After this. And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent mouthfeel. That's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of superior customer service and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to cut. Customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. Downtown Joe's, where everyone is welcome, especially if you like drinking and tasting beer. Head brewer Colin Kaminsky's favorite beers are the Tantric IPA and the Double Secret Probation IPA. But you'll have loads of others to choose from when you redeem your exclusive Brewing Network savings. Downtown Joe's is the best brewery destination and the hottest night spot in Napa. Colin invites all homebrewers and fans of craft beer to stop by and enjoy the great food and beer. Whether you're in the mood for riverside dining, live music, or just hanging out at the bar to meet a person of the opposite sex or a person 
person of the same sex, Downtown Joe's has exactly what you're looking for. And now just mention the Brewing Network to receive a dollar off your beer at Downtown Joe's. That's right, take a dollar off every one of their great selection of craft beers, including the Lazy Summer Wheat, Golden Thistle Porter, and the Triple Dog Dare You. Come to Downtown Joe's and enjoy the laid-back atmosphere of Napa's best brew pub. Visit downtownjoes.com right now for current beers, the live music schedule, or to drool over their delicious menu items. Downtown Joe's, your neighborhood brew pub where everyone is welcome. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit austinhomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, austinhomebrew.com. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're talking about love. We're talking about farts. We're talking about... Uh, usual shit. <laughs> the usual shit. The show's about... <laughs> Something along those lines. I'll tell you, when you're, you're, when you're at the hop grenade... Coming we're soon. in the studio. Let's be honest. Will the audience be able to hear the off-air banter that goes on? Will that be piped out to the crowd? Probably. Uh, that wasn't in the plan, but that should uh, be in the plan. You think so? They do. They do like there's, it. There's the. Well, that's what I want to address them when I'm not on the. I can say, "Hey, how's it going there, Susan? Right. What are you wearing there? <laughs> what are you not wearing? Awesome. Get in here. Pull that down. Lift that up. Susan. And her friend Linda. <laughs> Oh, no, whatever. And, uh, don't date yourself. No. <laughs> oh, Susie. No, I want to be able to communicate with those people. Yeah. Right, right. Otherwise, they're going to go in like, oh, Rosa, Larry, Barrel, Bland, what's this shit? We don't give a crap about that. You can just wink at them, you know, no no audio required. I can only do, I only have so much charm. I can't, that's, I mean, that's not, I need more than that. I got to give them a third eye wink. I got to give them words of wisdom because it looks not that cool. <laughs> Here, look down here real quick. <laughs> Got to keep talking. No, I think I think you know the crowd should be able to hear what's yeah. going on in between. I still think we should record all of the breaks and then release so, them as a compilation yes. Yes. for like oh, pay extra. for subscribers. Yeah, right? for uh, yeah for subscribers. I think we have some quality between segment banter here. We do. Some some of our best stuff. Actually. Yeah, we save our best radio for off the air. That's yeah. for sure. Right when it doesn't really matter. That's when we shine. <laughs> there you go. That's us in a nutshell. That's the oh, best well, there's radio. A, there's a reason to uh, capture that audio then. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to uh, wrap up here. Um, so, 
Uh, let me tell you about uh, John Palmer's uh, situation here. Uh, I think we talked about this on Very Strong. If not, he, he'll probably be upset. Is it worth repeating? But Is it? No, he, uh, he, he actually like uh, was telling me he, he's getting the squirts uh, anytime he has sour beer. Ooh. You know, I was offering him sour beers. Like, ah, yeah, let's give me the we squirts. My cheeks together when you beer. said that. Yeah, yeah right. and uh, <laughs> Mike. And so, uh, the thought of John Palmer or Start the things up a bit. Okay, uh, no, and uh, so uh, uh, I was supposing that uh, you know, perhaps it is some sort of uh, uh, biological defense where if you are ingesting spoiled food, you know, something with a high level of bacteria, sick. something like that. You know, perhaps that that would give you the certain types of bacteria or or whatever would give you give you the squirts. Did he say your your did, body tries to evacuate it quickly? Did he say it was it always happened with sours or just recently? Uh, no, he said uh, you know like the last couple of years. Huh. All of a sudden, you know, it's just really just running so, right through him. Interesting. So I don't know. Uh, and then, um, but you would think if that was the case, you know, perhaps it would be you know like sauerkraut. Would you know shoot right through Anything you or fermented. something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything that's uh, you know got a bacterial uh, component to it, but you know it might be certain compounds of bacteria, things like that. And then you know earlier we we're talking about this, and we we're talking about uh, you know how you know after a hard night of drinking, you, you you can be a little loose in the caboose in the morning after. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know again, I think that's uh, poison, alcohol poisoning. You know, right. alcohol is a uh, you know. A poison that's you know very toxic to your body, and so if you take in too much, it can kill you, and it's not good for you. So, do not overconsume. It's drink it's lots not of water. The right thing, yeah, lots of water helps helps your body process the poisons that you're putting into it when you're drinking. Keep keep pissing. It's good for uh, you. Yeah, I'm not saying that poison yourself is wrong. In moderation. It feels, if it feels good, go ahead and poison yourself. You know. <laughs> But uh, you know it is it is toxic and harmful to your body to ingest alcohol. So you just uh, be aware of that fact. So, you know, you to a point like me where I'm like getting tattoos and I just don't give a shit anymore. Uh, <laughs> Let yourself go. Uh, yeah, I'll, just, you know, I'll poison, around. poison yeah. myself uh, left and right. Yeah, sure. so there you go. So what's, you, what's next? On, what's next on the bucket list? Yeah, red, red Corvette <laughs> around the corner. Oh, piercings, Pierce, uh, general piercings, general piercings, general piercings. No, no, he already bled once from there. It doesn't need to get in. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what else do I need? All right, come on. I think that's a good Twitter game for the session. Uh, what what uh, midlife crisis uh, things do I need? A blonde mistress. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds like a lot of work. You know, it is a lot of juggling. Yeah, yeah. you know, hiding things, shit like that. Yeah. Having sex. I mean, that, yeah, that's hard. <laughs> it takes effort. I just, want, I just want to lay there. And then at the end, she's a woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're finicky. finicky hey, if I could lay there the whole time and not really have to do anything, or, like, you know, say nice things afterwards, if I could just, like, you know, get my rocks off, you know, somebody come in. Just take care help of me, you. Help me get my clothes off, and, you know, take care of things, and they just shut up and leave. Um, yeah, they, I, I could sign up for that. I think oh, yeah, that, yeah. that service is available. You just have to pay for. It. <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah, you know, you got to pay for things in life. Yeah, yeah I, I, I could sign up for that one. <laughs> that, you know, if that's if that's the kind of mistress service that's available for midlife crisis, yeah, yeah I could do that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you order that on the BN store? You probably can. You probably can. <laughs> yeah. What does this have to do with Flanders Reddit? <laughs> 
<laughs> don't know. We talked about John Squirtin. Okay. Not me. Other okay. Not another John. All right. Yeah, yeah. We talked about Palmer Squirtin. Uh, you know, and hey, who doesn't like a good squirter? Uh, there you go. So. Well, that is not available in the store, but. What is? There are some things in the store that people should be like, checking out. Like books, shirts, hats, uh, growlers, uh, all sorts of goodies. And when you buy that stuff, it all goes to the bottom of the line of the Brewing Network. Uh, and don't forget to check out our fine sponsor, northernbrewer.com. Awesome. Yeah, great, great guys. I'm sure they, uh, they're able to hold their water when they, they drink sours. Uh, you know, just, they seem like that kind of guy. They got all the stoppers you need there. So. <laughs> yeah, right. And one for every hole. <laughs> if you need an every extra size. stopper. <laughs> Whatever your size, no matter how, how big you've become <laughs> or how tight you are, they've got a stopper to fit. There you go. Hold that squirt in. <laughs> all right. No hole stoppers. Till then, everybody, Bruce Strong. And clean.